I think that it will go down University and then probably turn uh, west, go west on front yeah. to go right down in front of the Rogers Center. You do that. Yeah. And then maybe like just, just walk off into the lake. That's a good idea. Uh, oh, sorry. Welcome to another edition of the Birds All Day podcast. We're just uh, helping out with some important uh, logistics, uh, October-based logistics um, for a forthcoming parade here in Toronto. My name is Drew Fairservice, and uh, again, the latest edition of Birds All Day. I am joined, of course, uh, by none other than... Old Reliable. Old Reliable Andrew Stoughton. Mr. Uh, Mr. Stoughton, how are you? I- I'm well, except but you know as well as I do that uh, we don't need no city planning in this town. No! Not, nobody's going to listen to anybody with, with sense about how to plan something out. I think it's important that we make plans based on like 100 years in the future, because <laughs> I know right now we all reap the benefits of the, of the city planning decisions made in 1915. Really uh, enjoying those. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's great, it's great. Uh, no, we're not going to talk about this cesspool in which we live uh, that is ruled by the auto industry and other assorted scums. We're talking about uh, your Toronto Blue Jays, which is the telecom, the new auto industry. It's a complete different kind of scums. They're all scums. Uh, so we're talking about the Blue Jays, who are winners of, what, seven games in a row? I believe it's eight. Is it, oh, it is eight. They, yeah. That's right, eight. They swept um, the Miami Marlins. Swept the Marlins, swept the Astros, and then won that last one uh, against the Washington Nationals. It's really going to be hard for the Marlins to win the World Series at this rate. <laughs> Hashtag 2015. Quite frankly, I don't like their chances. It's not looking good. Not with all the injuries and bad players. I don't know. Ever is how many teams are more, like double digits out of their division at this point? There's like two, I believe. Which spoils uh, does not bode well for the other part of um, uh, of the what's going on here with our Toronto Blue Jays. We need more teams to be bad. Yeah. So that they might want to give away the few des- <laughs> the few important good players that they do have. Yeah. There are two teams that are uh, double digits. Up. The yeah, Phillies, Phillies are 10. Yeah. And the Brewers are somehow 17 games out of first place. <laughs> I don't know they've even played 17 games. Good good Canadians, though, running that team. So, so it's all good. Oh, they, can, they, can, they have lots to offer. Lots to offer a, 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 a resurgent title contender. That's right. So we're going to talk about uh, that. We're going to talk a little, little uh, bit about the draft. We'll talk about the win streak. We'll talk about what's awesome and how the team is good. And it's fun for the team to be good for once, for now. Talk about uh, draft and there's some minor league news. Everything's kind of starts to really take shape now. The draft is over. I find it hard to believe that nobody can pay attention to more than one thing at once. Like an entire front office. Yeah, it's really strange actually. Yeah. Yeah. But... uh, That's what it is, though. It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, what else are we can talk about? Anyway, we we're, we're drinking a delicious, uh, refreshing light beverage that I don't think should be named. No, you've got to pay to get named until on they this pony show. up. Yeah, until they pony up. Just so, just aching for a title sponsor. How great would that be for your brand? I can't imagine. Brewery Light presents. <laughs> yeah, Burrs all day. It's it's all there. It's all deadly. I would. I would say nice things about hops if someone hoppy wanted to to give us money too. I don't really care. You shoot me a hoppy beer and let me tell you, (laughs) the things that I would say, I'd be like, this has delicious notes of wet pine and straw. (laughs) Oh no, sorry, the pine is is the pine, the straw is wet. Uh, And those are things that people say in a good way about that kind of beer. That's weird, isn't it? Uh, Speaking of money, it's important that we take time out to thank all the good people who have gone out of their way to participate and contribute 
to our Patreon campaign, for which we are eternally grateful. We could not be more great, uh, more grateful. But you can, if you haven't already, you can check it out at Patreon.com/slash/BirdsAllDay. Uh, there are levels. There are things. We've got things. We got plans for those who have uh, met some of the uh, thresholds for reward. Yeah, we haven't done a whole lot about that. We talked yet, about it last we time. We did, yeah. We talked, which is more than we had done the other times. Yeah, uh, we'll do it. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there, and it'll be fun. Yeah. So uh, thank you again to everyone who part- who uh, contributes to the Patreon campaign. Again, we're eternally grateful. I want to say thank you and acknowledge uh, Brad Adams, Martin Mask, Adam Clarkson, uh, Kareem Kanji, and uh, Caitlin McGrath. Uh, we're also going to thank Jordan Litke, Andrew Norris, Patrick McCaw, Danny Madawesome, uh, and, and Mark Hurd. Thanks very much, guys. All great people. Uh, Caitlin, uh, we work together, she and I. Oh, She's terrific. Follow her on Twitter if you like tennis, especially. Oh, it's just moving the, the, the that money from one pocket to the other. Basically. There you go. There you go. So thank you to them. Thank you to you for listening. We're going to come right back uh, with more in this edition of Birds All Day. Alright, so yeah. Eight games in a row. How good is that? Makes up for a lot of the ones they pissed away prior to that. It does. It does. And there's a... I can't remember the exact number. Uh, now, not that eight, eight... Winning eight games in a row and winning ten games in a row aren't the same thing. So i got to do it two more times. But there's some... Like a ten-game winning streak is some kind of very good omen. Yeah. It augurs very well for teams that go on ten games... Or winning streaks of ten games or more have a very high percentage uh very high odds of making the playoffs yeah well bad cool. teams don't i mean there's obviously there's variance but like mm-hmm. yeah bad teams generally it's tough to be a bad team and to do a thing like that well and and that's the other thing about the way the jays have been playing and this there's a stat that's been flying around a lot the last couple of days and that's how long it's been since they had a save yeah they haven't had a you know the, <laughs> yeah the save of course saves being stupid and and like a made-up weird stat that has not as much bearing on the outcome of the game as anyone would ever think. Yeah. But it's still very odd for a team that has now won more games than it's lost and won eight games in a row to not have had a save. And that's because they kicked the shit out of people <laughs> or they just walk it off. Yeah. But the kicking the shit out of the people is, that is another thing that does indeed auger well. It, it does. It does. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's maybe a bit of a... A bit of an illusion, you know, because we talk about the same thing. And I don't think, the, I'm not saying that the offense is an illusion, but uh, it's like the bull, the bullpen's been doing a little bit better lately. It's like, yeah, well, because they haven't been used at all. They're because pitching they've been zero leverage innings. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, I don't know what to read into it, but I, I don't think the offense, you know, well, you were looking at it before we went on air. There's some there's some BABIPs that are a little high, and I'm not just talking about Colabello, but, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's a ridiculous offense in a, in a time where... That's just not a thing, and they're they're beating the brains out of people. It's it's kind of wonderful. People are very excited about the run differential. Yes, there are people, uh, you know, columnists or general columnists or people who are maybe not quite as statistically savvy, but they're doing their very best. And there's a lot of pointing and gesturing towards the run differential because they are uh, plus fifty nine. They've yeah. scored fifty nine more runs than they've allowed. Well, at least these guys aren't like. Trying to narrative it away, being like, yeah, and then why are they losing all these games? Because mm-hmm. they don't have the heart and grit to, you know, yeah. 
That said... They're, they're hitting all these home runs in the eighth inning. There is an element of that. A little bit. Uh, if you look at their... Um, uh, uh, the base runs and the Pythagorean pat, like so you kind of a, you give a little bit of context to those runs that they've scored, mm-hmm. and it's not they they don't they shouldn't they haven't earned the best record in American League or the best record in baseball. Still very good team though, like it's still better than the, than the results have been so far. Just like every John Gibbons team ever. <laughs> Absolutely, which that was something that I saw. People were saying when they were when they had that streak when they had lost a bunch of one run games. And they were like, that's on Gibbons. And it's like, what? All of a sudden, now they, they just reel off these walk-off wins. It's like, is that on Gibbons, like, clearly too? Clearly it is. Clearly it is. It's been fun. And like you said, yeah. they've, like we said, they've been, they've been beating uh, teams that are reported to be good. Right? Houston was a first-place team. They're not a traditional good team. <laughs> They're garbage. They skipped the two best pitchers in their rotation. Also true. Uh, when they faced them. And they beat up on the the Nats. They, they beat the beat the Nats the one time. Uh, Scherzer, that was that was okay. Yeah, yeah, that was that was not so bad. But, um, <laughs> and the Marlins are trash. The Marlins are so bad. Yeah. The Marlins bullpen is te- the Marlins bullpen is terrible. Uh, no, okay. The Marlins have two good relievers. The Blue Jay, or the Blue Jays kicked the hell out of one of them. Yeah, the AJ Ramos, who's Which been unreal awesome. yeah. this year. Yep, and he I don't think he got an out. Uh, in that, no, he did. He got Bautista out, and then Edwin Encarnacion had a yeah. home run. But uh, <laughs> so good. and then Carter Caps, who I like a lot, and I would very much like the Blue Jays to try to extract him from the Marlins. But I don't think it's going to happen. He's like doesn't make any money or anything. But if the Marlins start selling off people, that would be one I would look at. Yeah. He's the guy that does that weird thing where he jumps off the rubber. Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, yeah. but he's also huge and throws like hard as fuck. But. Uh, it's been fun. It, it's been fun because they beat up people and all the stuff we heard about the offense, about the gauntlet, as, as Wilner likes to call it all the time. I'm try, we're trying not to do that, I hope. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, but it's all kind of come to pass. The top yeah. of the lineup is ridiculous. Yeah, well, now that Jerry inspired uh, Jose Reyes to play to his potential after really uh, humiliating him there, really lit a fire under him. I like that there was follow-up on that. That's all I, I like and also don't like. It's kind of sad and depressing, like... That there, that it, it became a story beyond just the hardcore lunatic fringe, like us yeah. talking about it. Where Dushai has to go and talk to him about it, but I, I don't know. I, I think the players wanted to talk about it. That's that's I heard stuff like that. I did. Too. They were we not. Did. They were not very happy about it. And the the conspiracy theory about the about Jerry's illness that I like very much. I like yeah. that one. Very, so I don't know if you've heard if if so, you tweeted about it. If you I did, you, I you did. tweeted it at you. And it's a it's a joke, Jerry. If anybody anybody who listened to Jerry before he went off the air, his mm-hmm. voice was not right. Like he was not. It's not. He's not suspended. He's not so that was the, the the thing that Jerry isn't sick. He was actually suspended yeah. for being overly critical of Jose Reyes and for calling him out and for doing all the things for that lighting he did. a fire under him. I wouldn't suspend him. What a genius move, Jerry! Always strategizing, just trying to get back. And that wants to call the game from his home seat in the playoffs. No, but uh, their score—they have the best offense in baseball. They're, they're, the amount of runs they score is absurd. More than five a game. Scoring? More than five a game now when nobody scores any runs ever. <laughs> yeah. It's impossible to score runs. Scoring way more runs than they than they allow does seem to augur sort of well. Even if ba- you know, even if just straight up run differential is mm-hmm. is not ideal for you know extrapolating from, mm-hmm. it's all right, especially when you play in a garbage trash division. 
It's and I think it's great as well. Not only do they score more runs than they allow, they score they almost score more runs than they could even hope to allow. Like no <laughs> yeah. matter how bad the pitching is, it's just like they're just going to keep scoring runs, so it'll be fine. Basically, basically. Uh, but it's good now. The reality check is on its way. They're not going to be this good forever. They're not going to win every game for the rest of the year. No, not until they trade for Chapman and Cueto. Really? This is what we're doing now? This is what you want to do? It has to happen at some point or these people are going to keep coming at me. Okay, so I wrote something this week and I said, look, the Blue Jays are good and they're close enough, but they're not as good as they appear. I don't think they're significantly better than the Yankees to go the rest of the way. The Yankees are like the opposite of the Blue Jays. Well, that was, was that before Andrew Miller got hurt? He's a relief pitcher. The guy who's stepping in to be the closer is even better. Scary thought, but perhaps but true. But chances is true. bonkers. The two of them together are unfair, but they'll be fine. And he should be back in a few weeks, Andrew Miller. He's a, he's a closer. He's a reliever. Uh, the Yankees, besides, the Yankees have Rod. They don't have to worry about anything else. In Rod, they trust. That is, that is very true. That is very true. But, so it's, I, I was advocating for the Blue Jays to make a, not, not, not a significant upgrade, but an upgrade. And right. they're at the point where, if you look around the diamond, the only upgrades they can make, I would say, would be semi-significant upgrades. If you're looking to make a trade, right? Because the Rafael Soriano is gone, so you're not going. There's nobody to, uh, you know, he's he's not riding in on his. Was he ever going to do that anyway? Horse. Necessarily, I don't know. No, I don't think he was. Well, they were. Gonna well, look especially at him, with but... the way the, the 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 contract worked with him, you know the. The Jays, with their fixed budget that they're clearly on, that you know we've seen mm-hmm. demonstrated too often, you know, yeah, they couldn't be setting aside seven point one million or whatever. They would have had to ensure it was there mm-hmm. just in case he did hit all the incentives. So to beat that deal would have meant you basically can't take on any more salary this year. And is that exactly is this the hill you want to die on? Is is Rafael Soriano the upgrade you want to make, where you're not taking yeah. on it, without taking on any more salary or without pushing yourself over the Pushing the team over the edge in terms of getting better, right? But they got to do something. I think they well, they should do something. They don't have to, and they don't. They maybe they won't do something, but they really. I think there are opportunities. They could do left field. They could do center field. I mean, left field. They they have Michael Saunders. I don't know what they we could do. Left believe. field. They could do yeah. center field. <laughs> well, I would. Uh, I well, I would like to see center field. You can push Pilar there, and then when Saunders comes back, then. If if that even happens, you know, or whatever mm-hmm. the hell happens with that, then Pilar becomes your fourth outfielder, which is where he should be anyway. True. I think that's more ideal than. But yes, you're you know so, you're, you're uh, we're, uh, but we're I mean that's splitting hairs and also an outfielder. Yeah, and it's also I mean about you know whatever is on the market. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing that I said that I that I really like the way the Yankees did things last year. They didn't end up panning out for them, but the Yankees made a lot of their trades a little bit earlier. They got Brandon McCarthy pretty early on. They got. Um, uh, uh, Chase Headley, and there was another one that they made, another deal they made. I can't think of it offhand. But the Yankees made a couple yeah. nice moves. They got Prado at one point. No, it might have been the, de- the deadline. but that, Yeah, that was at the deadline. Yeah. But but particularly Headley and McCarthy, th- those were early deals. That was like they were first. You get to the store and the shelves are full. You know I mean? So you go shopping early on Saturday morning. You don't go in the afternoon. You'll end up with some mealy-ass apples. And you <laughs> Nobody wants that. Yeah. I want them to. I want the Blue Jays to be in that same position. I want them to be out there, and if they overpay, who fucking cares? It's yeah. Because it's not like I, I don't even know that it's going to be a different. Because you look, you look at what the what the Orioles gave up at the deadline to get Andrew Miller. They gave up Eduardo uh, Rodriguez, who's killing it. Yep. 
but that's a big upgrade. He's a, he's a significant piece. Yeah. The Jays could be looking for a star. People want them to get more starters or a starter, two starters, or uh, and a reliever. Just two relievers, please. Just get two relievers. Two relievers? That's, that. you know, I'd, obviously a frontline starter would be great. An upgrade on those guys wouldn't be too tough. Wouldn't be, uh, you know, it's doable. Uh, it would cost a lot. It would be great. But just at least you got to get, you got to get a couple bullpen arms. You replace, you know, you knock Cecil out of the closer spot. You take the Taperas and the Schultzes out of the world and replace them with actual, like, legit big league relievers. You can ratchet down the, yeah. uh, the leverage on Roberto Osuna. Yeah, or just the innings pitched, yeah. So the big thing right now is Papabon. That's the talk early on. Although Ruben Amaro, which is, which is his right. Mm-hmm. He's not wrong for asking a lot for sure. his guys. And it does. Just because he asked for something doesn't mean you're going to get it. Right, but yeah, but, I mean, well, the thing that worries Jays fans and that is sort of like just ties into the endless frustration of following this team is that they're you know he makes a lot, and so they could just take on a bunch of that salary, or they could pay more in prospects in order to 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 get Philadelphia to keep some of that salary on the books. And you know, every Jays fan is like, why in the fuck would we give up prospects? Why can't ownership see this and be like, hey, this is a this is a great way to make you know, to, to like, you know, double what you're spending, you know, to make the, these dollars that you're about to add to the budget go a long way by saving you these prospects and saying, Alex, don't worry. You don't have to give up the best guys. You could just, we'll, we'll pay the freight. It's fine. We'll overlook this. We'll expand your budget. But they, I mean, but it doesn't happen that way. That's not how Rogers works. It's not, I mean, the Jays are I, like, I, I don't know. I don't know the, the, size of each particular division of Rogers at this point, but the media division I don't think is the biggest one, and the Jays are not a big part of that not biggest division of this giant company, and you know, when you get down to it and you're sort of looking from the top down at where the Jays' place is in this empire, it's like, yeah, they're, you know, on one hand, that means they're probably not going to micromanage the whole, like, the the team to death, right? They're not going to mm-hmm. be, you know, people get afraid. Oh, they're going to pull money away. They're going to do. It's like no, I think they, they're just giving them a fixed budget. And they have a budget, it. and it sucks. And yeah. the problem, and this is something we've talked about before, and it's it's, it's a less less logical to talk about it now. But you built a team, an incomplete team, by spending almost up to the budget, yeah. giving yourself the tiniest bit of breathing room. It'd be nice to have either not have what we would consider maybe gaping holes or bigger mm-hmm. holes. Yeah. Holes that have been closed <laughs> up. Uh, the, 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 the winning streak papering over. Yeah. The so I think, I mean, I think turns to the bolt through the rotation, papering over some of the holes. I but. think it's smart though, too, in a way that they did it this way this year, instead of, as opposed to what happened last year, uh, because now they can identify holes and they have ways to fix it. As opposed to last year being like, all right, we really got to do this and this. Oh, right. We have nothing to, to do it with. We have like no wiggle room. We have to give up salary. But it's, there's all, you know, it became, you know, obviously that thing that happened at the trade deadline. Everyone was very frustrated. It doesn't help that Bungle Fuck Eddie was telling the players, oh, yeah, if you're in it, that's going to, you know, we're going to have money for you. And it's like, yeah, this is a guy who's like being forced <laughs> out of the operation. And, you know, yeah, he's got the name, but what what sway he actually has over the board at this point? Like when he waddles in and is like, <laughs> is like, oh yeah, we would need some more money for the Blue Jays. It's like, oh, come on, I don't. Who are you again? <laughs> I, I don't know. Obviously, we don't know how that exactly works, but I, that's sort of what I suspect. And I don't know. There, there's it, it's frustrating because yeah, you do have this team that right now has all these gaping holes. But as the season progresses, you know the amount of money that the Jays have 
stays finite and the amount of money the players cost gets smaller because the amount of these portions of their salary are being paid off by their current teams. So, you know, you wait until the very end of the uh, trading season, you know, July 31st, then you've already had two thirds of a guy's salary paid off by his team and you're still sitting on eight, $10 million. You could do a lot of things then. It's just, can mm-hmm. they weather that storm? And these are the calculations they obviously have to make. And right now, I don't know, as a fan, maybe this week it doesn't feel like they have to that urgently address things, but maybe you don't want to be bargaining in a position where you have to be doing things really urgently as well. Mm-hmm. And I think they really, you know, I think it's very obvious at this point. It's, and I mean, people are going to roll their eyes, obviously, but it, because it's been obvious for months and months, if not a year, that they need more legitimate bullpen pieces go fucking get them already like just go and do it if you even like you're talking about a carter caps like a guy who who has uh team control is cheap i don't know maybe give up a halfway decent prospect for a guy like that you know i i I don't know what that's going to take for another team but i mean Mm -hmm. there's got to be you have a a lot of players in the minor leagues you have a lot of teams uh with guys who can upgrade be upgrades for you uh, the issue, I suppose, at this point, and this is something I think Dave Cameron wrote at Fangraphs today, and, and it's just obvious that we were talking about before, but the, you know, who's double digits out of their division, not a whole fucking lot of sellers right now. So, what do you do? If you look at Jonathan Papelbon, he's just screaming the you obvious one. look at Jonathan one. Papelbon. K-Rod. Uh, 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 see, that's why I'm like, eh, Broxton. Broxton's been okay. He's John, been... John Axford. See, I thought about this yesterday. Yeah. And that John Axford, see, the frustrating thing with if you were going to try to go after John Axford is that you could have had him for money. Yeah. In the winter. And no, and, and not a whole shit ton of money either. And this is terrible to think about, but his poor son has had that, was, was bitten by a fucking snake. Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like I, it kills me to see that. Yeah. It hasn't walked in two months, he said. Jesus. Um, but, yeah. uh, so it would, be, it would be terrible to have to give up money or give up players for a guy that you could have had for money. money. Yeah. But John Axford is like red light city right now. I was looking, I went, I mean, not like I look, but it's like, <laughs> Oh look here, his, all, all this stuff that you would see, like, Oh, his batting average on balls and play is super low. Oh, his home run rate is like, he hasn't given up a single home run this year. He plays in Colorado. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, he does, you know, he's done a bunch of his strikeout rate. is not that high. His walk rate is, is, is just okay. Uh, he if you if you bring him in maybe you bring him in just to be a guy don't be like you are our capital C closer yeah. bring him in let leave Cecil where he is and... or do that or make him your capital C closer because you don't ever need him apparently <laughs> absolutely true absolutely true and I, I think that's where there maybe wow well, it's reckless to to say well they're just going to blow people out all year long so just get another reliever who can just chew up some innings but uh, uh, while Dave Burrows. Wants us to talk about David Price, so I think we'll <laughs> yeah. be, we'll do that and then we'll kind of get out of here in okay, this segment. Yeah, but uh, yeah. a guy like David, a guy like um, like David Price is, he would cost a lot for one. Oh, he'd cost a crazy amount, and he has yeah. tons of. He makes twenty million dollars this year. Yeah, uh, so that's a lot of salary. That you're gonna have <laughs> to, a little bit, yeah. Uh, and then you so I mean so what would David Price cost? Well, David Price plays for the Detroit Tigers. And they don't give a good goddamn about your. Oh, you can start listing every low A player. Like, hey, yeah. Detroit, you want Jeff Hoffman and Max Pentecost and uh, some other, someone else who's really good for Lansing? You know what they're going to tell you? Detroit Tigers going to tell you to go fuck off. Yeah, Hoffman, they might be. No, but no, you don't think so. They're the Tigers. They you know do. What they do. I mean, they do the opposite. They draft guys and then they trade them for good players. That's kind of true. 
like think back to last year. What did John Lester cost? John Lester cost a shitload. He cost an everyday outfielder who's kind of good. Yep. In in uh, you want to Cespedes, no, which is true. like a ridiculous trade. We can go back and think about it. <laughs> it is a little bit ridiculous. But yeah, so no, I, you're, you're right though. I mean, the Jays have some guy. I, you know, I, I I think it's absurd. I think Burroughs is an idiot. Clearly. Uh, it's absurd to talk about it. I don't know. I don't. I don't think that the Tigers are trading David Price anytime soon. Um, but yeah, that's another. Thing. And that was kind of a trend last year a bit too. It was like the Lester trade, uh, the David Price trade. You know, guys who are big league ready, and the Jays don't have a whole ton of those chips. Especially, you know, Dan Norris can't crack the fucking Jays rotation. Dalton Pompey is sent back to to Double A. Mm-hmm. Uh, who are the guys that are really knocking at the door? I guess that's why we're at the position where we're like, they really need to trade for somebody. And they need to do it with teams that are looking for those kind of low A guys. Which, And then that also ends up driving fans nuts too because you end up having to, to deal in volume, I think, to get those kind of guys. Like, remember the Jay Happ trade? Mm-hmm. Uh, they just they, they gave up everybody. They gave up, uh, you know, it, it, it was like the most boring, ridiculous 12-player deal in history because it was just... A bunch of low A flyers and Hap and Brandon Lyon and, and uh, yeah, Carlos Perez was in that trade. He's in the big leagues now. There you go. There you go. Uh, was it Comer and Musgrave were in that trade? And uh, yeah, what was that? Not sure. Asher Wojciechowski, who's yeah. been in the big leagues a little bit this year. Yeah, no, I, and you know, and that's the thing too. If you're, you know, the more of those flyers you give up, the more chance somebody's going to hit, and you're going to get fans losing their minds. That, uh, but I guess you don't really play. You don't care about fans. Well, and the other thing is the Chapman and Cueto. That's the one that a lot of people want to bring up. Cueto's going to... I just don't think the Reds are going to trade him. They they host the All-Star game. I don't know if that's a thing. I don't know if Cueto's even going to you know be a consideration at that point. But, you know, you kind of... Johnny Cueto... But uh, to do the fire sale before you host the All-Star game is, is you know, so that not means, usual. That's pushing it back another month. Yeah. Right. I think that's wrong, a totally but, valid yeah. point. A totally valid point. Uh, it's silly enough. Yeah, I mean, not was, silly think, enough, but I mean, it's easy to it's easy to piss on it and be like, "Well, that's stupid." You're running a business here. It's like, yeah, they're running a business, and and they want to make some money. And they want people to buy tickets to the All Star Game and spend and not make the All Star Game like you know, yeah, a fuck you, we hate the Reds who just traded away everybody, kind of a situation. Uh, I just I I, feel, I I don't know what it is. I just feel like the Reds would will, will if anyone trades for Johnny Cueto, they're going to give up a shitload, and the world is Chapman. Now you're talking about two, like this is uh, yeah. This is the thing the Jays Jays fans are like, mm-hmm. understandably, guys who could be on the block, guys mm-hmm. who would fit incredibly well here. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, God, can you imagine what it's going to have to cost to get a, a thing like that done? If it's even you know, if it's even worth doing, like I mean, Cincinnati might be what much better off chopping them separately and just getting all the more players. Yeah, uh, you know, it, uh, it, it it's it's. It's easier said than done, is the, is the thing. And if you get anywhere near a thing like that, you're talking about your Hoffmans or your Norrises, and and it's weird. I I, I hate speculating on uh, the players that might go in these kinds of things. People always ask you to do that. Mm-hmm. You talk, you know, this is like it's part of the conversation, I guess. But it's like I always find it's either way less than you think it's going to be, or way more than you think it's going to be. It's never like. I don't know. You never get it right because you don't know what the team is looking for and how they value guys. And 
you know, you see the Dickey trade, you're like, holy shit, they gave up that much. And you see, you know, which is two weeks after the Marlins trade where you're like, holy shit, they gave up that little. And they're, mm. I don't know. You see the Fister trades. Yeah, there's all sorts of trades where you guys, where you do really, really well. And then there's all sorts of ones where you're like, holy fuck, I can't imagine, you know, they gave up that and that and that. And that's, know? and that's, it's, it's so much more art than science, right? Like there's so many analytics departments, so many smart people who are out there trying to, to make it science and to put good process in place to make good decisions. But at the end of the day, sometimes it's just like you make... There's so many factors in player development that if you're the Tigers and you look at Robbie Ray and you're like, that's the guy that we want. We, we're we're going to trade Doug Fister. We're not going to shop him. We like Robbie Ray. We make a call. We get it done. It's, it's over. And then it's like, okay, he's not who we thought he was. And then now he's in Arizona. Or wherever, like they just like, oh, I want to sit and work out. Oh, he's, just, what, just he's what everyone else thought he was. He, he, he's what everyone else thought he was. We, I mean, you you rely on your. Um, Though Doug Fister maybe wasn't what everybody else thought he was. So, Doug, there's just something about him that I people just don't seem to value him the same way that you know the nerd stats do, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, one other thing to talk about before we end this. La- this is the last point. Is uh, some someone tweeted at you mm. uh, with a, with a, a query. <laughs> Uh, it's it's legitimate. I don't wish the, this person uh, poorly, and I don't think that they're crazy. Um, except that I think that they're crazy. I'm wondering about maybe uh, you know you put Marcus Stroman on the trade block, uh, to which I say uh, I'd rather die. Yeah, shut your mouth. Shut your I mouth. Would, I would I would take twenty more years. Of, I mean, not twenty more years of the playoffs. Jesus. But of all the people, you'd be like, <laughs> you'd be like four fifths of the way to be in the Leafs at that point. No, oh. <laughs> um, uh, no way, no way, no way. Do you trade Marcus Stroman? No, no way, not, not no, for anything. No, not. I trade Aaron anything. Sanchez ten times. Aaron Sanchez ten times. Yeah, before I trade Marcus Stroman once. No, I th- uh, yeah, we might be overvaluing Stroman a little bit. Maybe we are. But even in like practical terms, it's like he's hurt. You're gonna, you can't get full value for a guy who isn't throwing a ball. Can you trade him like, when he's hurt? Even if he's on the sixty day, can you? I don't think you can trade him. I don't I'm sure they can work something out, but why would they? Because would it would they? be dumb. Because no, Marcus Stroman. The value of like the trade value of Marcus Stroman is significantly higher than that of Norris and Hoffman and Sanchez and all those guys. Like he's in a he's in a different category. Absolutely. They've all, and it's also kind of that Laurie thing too, where now the the cart is ever so quickly creeping just beyond the horse as they start to market the shit out of him. And they have to maybe have a bit of a buffer before they can make a decision like that. Remember Brett Laurie was his face was on the side of the fucking stadium. Oh, I after what a hundred and was it ninety games? Oh, I, I wrote about it quite a lot. Yeah, was, uh, yeah, yeah. So a uh, lot of smoke being blown up that ass. He's getting married, you know. Is he? His ex girlfriend is a traitor. Uh, that's it. We're gonna take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about more stuff on this edition of Birds uh, All Day. Before we go on, we have to do a few more thank yous. Uh, Joe Ross, Ryan Piccolitis, Nick Jury, Christopher Parsons, Derek Phillips. Derek Phillips is a good guy on Twitter as well. Uh, we also got Waffles, Thomas Paul, Hugh Boyd Wilson, Justin Barber, Ben Sankey, and Terry Lawson. Ryan Pica, Picatitis, uh, 
His name is not Picolitus at all. No. No, that is, that's not even close. Even for us, that was really bad. <laughs> I, I, think, I think your second try was great. <laughs> So welcome back to Birds All Day. We've uh, roster-baited ourselves into a stupor here. Mm-hmm. Uh, just lying around, staring ga- uh, vacantly at the ceiling. Uh, so now we can continue the future roster-bation with the draft. Oh boy. The draft was this week. Yep. The Blue Jays drafted some players. People get excited about that. They do get excited about the draft. Uh, there's a lot of talk this week about how can they make the draft a bigger deal? How can they make it not a bigger deal, but more of like a made-for-TV thing, something to engage fans? And I think this is what it is. Like this is as, this is as fan-friendly and like eventy as it's going to get. Yeah, what's going to draw drive more interest in the draft is more interest in college baseball. But again, that's the but other point. That's that the, that the, didn't net, the net is cast so wide, and it's based because it's baseball. So you can have a stud. Who plays on a team that isn't necessarily that great? That was one of the the, the Jays. I believe it was the third rounder, Justin Mace mm-hmm. uh, from El Paso, and you know, they just talk is like that's it's just way out in far flung West Texas, and mm-hmm. they don't have the resources to go and draft guys there. He's not playing against good competition, and it, he uh, people liked that the Jays picked him because it turns out you know this spring rumblings start happening. Oh, he's you know, he's hitting 96. He, he was at 88 to 92 before. And now he's, like, showing some real velocity. He's got some projection. Mm. And he becomes a guy. But that sort of is, like, emblematic of why why it can't be a bigger thing. Is because, you know, teams are scrambling to get a look at this guy. They don't know who the hell he is. And he's, this is, like, a guy picked in the top 100 or so, right? Like, Think about a guy like Marcus Stroman. He's got all the personality you'd ever want. He is, was a very high-achieving uh, player went to a glamour school in terms of just being a, a famous school, but Duke isn't some kind of fucking baseball factory that they're out there playing in the you know in the College World Series, the Super Regionals. I don't even know if they were. Yeah. And he was a closer, yeah. so you, he's, it's not like he's a Friday night starter who everyone's going to go and watch, and then something happens like okay, maybe he's going to pitch, you know, the Friday Friday night or Sunday or whatever. Like he's it, it, for a guy who's got so much star potential and so much star stuff in him you never would have you would have to be a serious high school or college baseball fan to know that about it and you you know i mean sure there are the you know the guys the 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 big baseball schools these guys that come through and they go and they make the final four whatever it's called for college baseball but for even a guy like stroman college world series what did i say it's the final four for baseball and it doesn't matter yeah who cares no one cares there are people who do like college baseball Cool. Uh, it's different now that the without the aluminum bats, it's like the offense is gone, and that really has taken some of the excitement away from some people. But then there's just all these high school kids that, yeah, if you're a baseball scout and you like, oh well, I go to the area code games and I go to these these things in Florida all the time. It's like, yeah, you know these guys, but nobody else does. Yeah, it just doesn't make for good TV. Or you know, you know guys in your region, even you know if you're where if you're you know if you're in Tennessee, you know Vanderbilt, you know you know some mm-hmm. of the teams that come in. But it's just that there's just such a 
big fucking universe of baseball players out there. There's Puerto Rico guys. You know, the Jays drafted a guy from Puerto Rico. They're part of the draft. Uh, you know, it's all over the place. And you don't, yeah, you don't know who the fuck anybody is. And you're not going to know who they are. Probably ever, for one. There's 40 fucking rounds. And for two, even if the very best of the best, like the odd time you'll get guys, you know, turn pro year one, year two. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're just, it's going to be a We could literally process. name those guys yeah. who've done that in recent memory. I saw Ben Nicholson Smith, God love Benny Fresh, but was talking about the Jays pick at number 29 uh, and was talking about comps, comps on him. Cal Eldred was the comp of the Jays' first-round pick. So it's like, you know, nothing against Cal Ezrin, fine major league career, but, like, there's why you can't get excited about this shit, because, I mean, if that's a realistic comp, which it probably even isn't. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like will he fuck? ever be the number one prospect in baseball? Probably not. Yeah. And that's the, that's the other thing with it on TV, with people, people were going crazy, because the first 15 picks, their comp is so, it's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Well, he's got a lot of Roger Clemens in him. It's like, oh, he does, does he? He's the best pitcher ever. That's literally what he is. He's the best pitcher yeah. of all time. Oh, this guy's got a lot of Mickey Mantle, or he's got a lot of Cal yeah. Ripken Jr. So he's tall and plays shortstop. Yeah. yeah, so he's Cal Ripken Jr. Yeah. And then the next guy comes up, and he's like, oh, this guy's got a real uh, Jason Kubel. That was the, like, the 16th <laughs> pick. Which, even that is so incredibly unlikely yeah. that he ever achieves that. It is. It's... No, it's insane. Well, they just... They did a... Keith Law did a thing... Uh, a month ago or so, redrafting, uh, was it the 2008 draft? Whatever the Ricky Romero draft was. I mean, it's like Ricky Romero went in the 20s. He's finished at age, like, 30. He had a couple of good years. Romero so. wasn't in that thing at all. No, I think he wasn't. He right at the, right at the very back. Oh, oh yeah. I think he, I think, he wasn't. In, he didn't. He wasn't in any of the interviews, any of the oral history. Part. Oh, right, 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 right. But he was. But when Law like redid the draft, like yeah. he did the first round, Romero was still a first rounder, and people are like, "This was a giant garbage bust." It's like he was better than like ninety percent of the people taken in that draft. He started opening day three years in a row. Yeah. He made the All Star team. He got Cy Young votes, and now he's gone. And then yeah, so and so yeah. It's crazy. That's why you can't get excited for the draft. You can still get upset about the draft, though. Apparently. Like, when you see the Giants pick Phil Bickford, you're like, <laughs> well, he's going to be an all-star. He's going to get rings on rings on rings. Oh, probably. That's just the way it goes. Him and Beatty just... Uh... Beatty's been tearing up San Jose. Yeah, fuck him. And Bickford was off his ass in terms of just, like, strikeouts and stuff like that this they, year. They got Insane. they got Stroman and Hoffman for those yeah. cop picks. I, I ain't ever mad. And, nothing, you know, this is nothing against... There's lots of people who do get into the draft and who do like it, and, you know, my Twitter feed was full of people, you know, as picks were coming up, like, oh, I think this would be a good idea for them to take this guy's, you know, got, you know, know things about them and have gotten into it, and that's that's cool. That's cool, but it's just, you know... It's not. It's not for me, and I don't. I, I don't know. I don't understand. It's not the it's appeal not. of just like how, just how tough it is to for these guys to ever turn into anything to want to really pour over their you know anything about them. No offense to them, but like it's it's fucked. It's like the site Jay's prospects do a great job. I know maybe I shouldn't name them or whatever. I'm not shitting on them, but like they do a lot of like the, the and they've sort of changed a bit. And I've linked them in our, the the link dump I do. Uh, more lately, uh, because they're doing more guys who are like actual prospects. And for a long time, I'd like have them in my RSS, and it's just like, here's a chat with an org guy. Here's a chat with a guy who was once a prospect on the very fringes of it. And and it's just like, I just don't care that much. I'm sorry. It can be fun, but it's also really easy to get carried away. It's really easy to get carried away. 
and uh, make something out of out of nothing. The progression of players is nonlinear. That's the easiest thing to forget as yeah. well. Where oh, Dalton Pompey is going to make the team out of spring training. Oh, Dalton Pompey was great in, in September. Dalton Pompey shot through the minor leagues last year. Don Pompey shooting through the minor leagues again this year. <laughs> a little uh, bit. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's playing in Double A. Yeah. Where there's some belief that the Jays moved into New Hampshire to get him away from Canada. Quite frankly, get him away from Buffalo. I think and Jamie like, Campbell tweeted that. I think he said that straight from Anthopolis. I yeah. think. Yeah. Like, get him away from expectations and from Canada. And what I'm doing right now, I'm reading between the lines, it means Dalton Pompey's dad. Crazy. <laughs> that's what I've just extrapolated. All right. If inferred. that's what you want to extrapolate, if that's what you want to extra- extrapolate. But uh, what else is going on in the minor leagues? Anything cool? Dan Norris pitches sometimes. Lansing's got a fun team. I actually, I'd love to go check out Lansing. Not even joking, you know. I should just shit. <laughs> you just <laughs> like yeah, no, no. I don't know, but they like they have actual interesting guys. You know, the, Anthony Alford. Alford's there. Uh, Arena's there. I think uh, DJ Davis is turning into someone who looks like he isn't a complete piece of garbage. Ta- speaking of, you know, nonlinear development. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rowdy Tellas is there and. Yeah, there's a, there's a, an interesting crop of guys at Lansing. That's kind of cool. It's fun. I mean, but and even still, these are guys who've been in the organization for two years or more. Mm-hmm. I ain't seeing them anytime soon. It's a long, long road. Even if you're, even if you think, oh well, he's a college pitcher, so he's gonna ha- he's gonna move quickly. Yeah, sure. You know, Marcus Stroman blew through Vancouver. They, they moved Marcus Stroman to Vancouver. Yeah. To basically throw a bone to those godforsaken suburban weirdos that live in Vancouver, and Fucking and then they Wallace. shot him to. Then he went to Double A, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. And then he was in the big leagues in almost no time. Where uh, other guys just they, they had a bit a of a suspension time. there for a while too. Oh, I forgot him. <laughs> not supposed that. to talk about that. We're definitely not supposed to talk about yeah. that. His brand is uh, <laughs> yeah, that's is, right. Is on the resurgence. He's uh, he's doing well for himself. But I don't know. But he's uh, pleasant and smiles, so we believe whatever that was. I do believe it was totally an accident. Yeah. Was David Ortiz in the players' tree? I was just, I was just, I'm at, I'm at GNC, bro. I'm just across from your supermarket, bro. Like, you know, (laughs) they just don't label shit properly. That's what I, I don't fucking know. But we don't care about that stuff now because the Blue Jays have won eight games in a row. Uh, All these guys are just fodder. They're all Cueto fodder. Cueto yeah. fodder. Move move the whole draft class for Cueto. They're all players to be named later. So yeah, I don't know. It's a good time to be a Blue Jays fan right now. There is enough people love the prospect depth, and it and it does give them options at this time of year when it does come back to what we opened talking about, which is trades. But uh, right now, just ride it out, man. Let them be good. Yeah, focus Let's on have... focus on the crazy guys they have in the lineup right now. They scored literally five runs a game. It's ridiculous. Every night they put up. Big runs. They hit home runs. And this something real, real quick. We'll talk about something we that yeah. They'd be like it'd be nice to have a bit more defense. Something I, that has corrected itself with, with a bit of health, and that is the defense. The team's defense front to back is a non-issue. Yeah, which is great because when you think about a team that scores as much as they do for the defense, you know, a couple little misplays here or this thing happens there. Uh, you know, misplay it short, but now when you're, when you're knocking off a bit of the rust, if you've been on the DL, you got no non-outfielders in the outfield. Once those things sort of work themselves out, defense is a non-factor. Team scores a million runs. Couldn't be happier. Look at the Baltimore Orioles formula the last couple of years. They had the crazy bullpen, which is why the Jays do need to add there. Mm-hmm. 
But who the fuck was in their rotation? It's garbage. Yeah. They just hit the shit out of the ball, played really good defense. I don't know if the Jays can play that good defense. The Blue, I don't Jays, know are, if the the Jays, Blue Jays are hitting the shit out <laughs> yeah. of all extra. Yeah, they're doing it but. so much more so that it'll cover for the fact that they won't get to that level of defense or bullpen. Mm-hmm. But it's a formula that worked. Got them, them to the playoffs, and then who the fuck knows what can happen. Kansas what? City might make the World Series. Oh, dear God. That's talk about, you want to talk about defense? <laughs> But now they score all the runs. Their offense is really good this year. Well, better than they, before. They can fuck right off. They can so fuck right off. I do not. I'm not appreciative. The, the, the Royals score a lot of runs. They score one full run per game less than the Blue Jays. The Phillies score more than two runs per game less than the Blue Jays. Imagine taking two runs away. And that's what the Phillies average. Like, well, maybe we'll get to three. <laughs> maybe we'll crazy. get to three tonight. All right, that's it. We've prattled on much, much, much too long. Uh, thank you to everybody. Uh, one last thing, something we haven't said nearly enough, something we haven't mentioned nearly enough. If you live in Toronto or nearby, June 25th, you and me, we are doing a live Birds All Day podcast. Are you talking to me or to the people listening? No, you and me. Oh, good. You, That's... old reliable and that be, I. Yeah, that would be much more entertaining, yeah. They say it's going we, we <laughs> say it's going to be a podcast. It's not going to be a podcast as, in as much as we're going to do pitch talks again. Yeah. I mean, gonna... this is what, your fourth? Something stupid like that. Yeah, it's yeah. my third. It's because I live very close to the venue, and yeah, and I I I know how to have a good time. You're Tony Randall. Apparently, to, I am. Yeah. Uh, so come if you if you uh, live in Toronto or you want to come because these things are always a great time. It's a really cool panel. Uh, your dude Griff is going to be there. Griff and Perk. That will be fun. I don't know. Perk will stay awake that late. <laughs> <laughs> I, they will drink. Those two will drink us under the table. I assure you, no doubt. Uh, Jennifer <laughs> Quinn, she's the sports editor. Oh yeah, star. she's, she's star. gonna. Yep. I don't know if she's gonna moderate a uh, talk between those two. Then it's me and you, and then uh, and then uh, Arturo, Arturo McConnell and, yeah, uh, and Morgan uh, Campbell. Morgan Campbell. That'll be that'll be a lot of fun. There's, they always offer those two guys. I really a lot I, of insight. Yeah, it's crazy. I like I, Arturo was great. Uh, was great the one that I saw, and it's like. He's like a he's like a major fucking baseball ESPN Deportes dude who lives in Toronto and just comes and talks about you know knows all about the winter leagues which they don't call down there they they just call them their baseball leagues and, <laughs> it's and got like Chinese food in China <laughs> yeah yeah no so I, I don't know that was I thought that was a a good panel the last time when those two guys were on as well so we're gonna ruin it it's gonna be like established professional journalist Dave Perkins is often the official score of the Blue Jays game. So if you have mad about the errors that people get charged of, he screws your fantasy team. You come down, give him an earful. But uh, uh, and it's gonna be you and me doing basically this. Yeah, so much so that we'll probably record the the board and just be lazy that we can make that a podcast. Maybe it'll be a segment. We'll see. Yeah, we should. We have to be thoughtful. We have a respect for the taxpayers. That is true. Too. Here, a little bit. Good point. That we're we're going to. Uh, do the hybrid option. Yeah. I think for that week's <laughs> podcast. All right. Good callback. So, so come out to Pitch Talks. Check it out at uh, pitchtalks.com or uh, on uh, at Pitch Talks on Twitter. Uh, Pitch Talks doing big things. We've got a show in Boston coming up as well. So if you live there by chance. Yeah. If you're if you're a terrible person and <laughs> had to live in fucking Boston and like that garbage team. Uh, they are uh, not good right now. I thought they were going to come around. They just can't hit. The Red Sox, of all people. Dream job. Dream, <laughs> Dream job chasing Wade Miley down, down the tunnel, <laughs> barking at him. Everything he always hoped for. Uh, so please do come to Pitch Talks. Uh, please do read andrewstoughton.com every day. Uh, you went a little crazy this week. A lot, of, a lot of posts, a lot of content. It's the draft. I love the draft. I get so excited. You love my GIF? 
You turned my GIF into into content. Oh yeah, yeah. Justin Smoke GIF. You, know, you can just make your own GIFs on Imgur, just like boom. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's good. Content pays the bills. You know, you gotta gotta get that content. So thank you again for listening. iTunes, Patreon, uh, AndrewStoughton.com, GhostRunnerFirst.com, Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you next week.